Welcome to Coding the Future with Dr. Sharon Jones. This is an education-based show focusing on tech careers and how to incorporate the important aspects of technology in your current work. Each show brings you closer to tech success. Now, here's your host, Dr. Sharon Jones. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Coding the Future with Dr. Sharon Jones. I am thrilled that you have joined us again this week, and I'm even more thrilled for my guests that will be speaking with us today, all about energy and finding our inner energy to really move us forward as we make decisions about our careers, about our personal life, and really striving to be the best people that we can be. Over the past few weeks, we have dug in and had conversations about working on the pipeline for women in technology. We have talked about using 3D imagery to help build your business and use websites to help uh, pivot our work during the time of the pandemic. We have also talked about how we can find our inner tech genius and how we can use that as we're learning new skill sets and continuing to strive to be the best that we can be in a new digital world. Today, we are going to focus on our energy. Energy is so important in, the, in your career and in your personal life. And as I have grown in age, or let's say grown in wisdom and age, I have realized how important my energy is in terms of really finding my center and when I'm productive, how I'm able to leverage my energy to get my best work done, and when I feel my best self. So today we have an expert his name is Tom Palladino, and he is a researcher and, and humanitarian seeking to make a difference in the world by providing people with the education and tools to restore their optimal health and by helping enhance their quality of life. Tom began research with the Scalar Energy with Scalar Energy, excuse me, during his undergraduate years and after developing a deep of affirmation for the father of scalar energy research or knowledge, he was able to study the work of, of the founder, Nikola Tesla. Did I say that right, Tom? That's correct. That's yes. right. Okay. Who continued to research, uh, he continued to research the scalar energy and had major contributions to this uh, body of work. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you for being with us. And I'm really looking forward to digging into understanding more about our energy and how we can use that to really elevate ourselves and be our best selves when we, when we show up. Thank you, Dr. Jones. Thanks for the invite. So can you tell me a little bit more, like, I say this word scalar energy, and I'll be very honest with you, I don't know that much about it. I've read about you and your bio, and I was very intrigued to know more about how we can use this because, as I mentioned, you know, I'm a mother of two, and I work a full-time job. I run two businesses, and, you know, energy is very precious to me. Um, what are we speaking about? As mentioned, I am a researcher. I work with an energy known as scalar energy. It's not electricity. And don't let that term scare you. Everybody's an expert. What is scalar energy? It's sunlight or starlight. So all of us have a fluid understanding as to what, what scalar energy is. The, the name that I'm using, some people might use the term prana or quantum energy. You know, to, to, to whatever uh, extent you want to consider this energy and, and how you want, what nomenclature you use, that's up to you. But quite frankly, it is sunlight. It is starlight. And I have instruments that control this energy spectrum. That's the key to be able to harness this energy and control it. Well, to, to give you an example, you're, you're a computer expert. You understand computer programming. That's an instrument. And it's an information mm -hmm. system. Well, what am, I, what am I using? I'm using a scalar instrument, which is likewise an information system. So we're both using in information systems. Now you're using uh, an information system for computing. I'm using an information system, scalar energy, for di different functions. But the key is when we harness energy, which, which is light, energy, which is the fundament of the universe, then we really are controlling nature by that virtue, by the fact that we can control light energy. And you can do extraordinary things with light energy. And we'll explore some of those extraordinary things that I've accomplished with this, this scalar energy instrument. So when you're saying 
the instrument that you're going to be using. What is the difference between scalar energy and electromagnetic? And is that is this the time to dig into that, or are you want to explore a little bit more it's, about the instrument you're going to use? It's it's I think it's pertinent to set the ground rules. So the initial energy of the universe is sunlight or starlight, which is scalar energy. Now therefrom derives electricity and magnetism. So what am I saying? The initial energy of the universe is scalar, and it will break down, it will degrade into electricity and magnetism. So if we're working with the initial energy of the stars, it's known as quantum energy or scalar energy. And that's the difference. And I prefer to work with scalar energy because it affords greater control than that of electricity. So scalar energy provides direct control over nature, whereas electromagnetic energy only provides indirect control over nature. So with a scalar energy instrument, I have consummate control over nature. Huh. Okay. So that's because you're using the sun and the stars as a way to help guide you. Okay. So then tell me, how, do you, how are you able to read somebody's or treat somebody by way of photograph? So this instrument is peculiar. It, I could work with anybody around the world, as you mentioned, by way of a photograph. Now, what do I mean? Well, your photograph has your light identification. A photograph carries your light signature. So when we take a photograph of a person, that light signature is as unique as their DNA or as unique as their fingerprint. So with that in mind, I can take somebody's photograph and place it in this instrument, and the instrument then can make a connection with that person, much like a radio station would make a connection with a portable radio. So my instrument can find a person by virtue of their photograph. And this really calls to mind a universe that is holographic, or at least a universe that we would consider that there's a pre-connection, if you will. It's quite fascinating, and this is accomplished now readily by way of this scalar energy paradigm, you cannot achieve that readily by way of an electromagnetic paradigm. So to make a long story short, a scalar energy instrument can target a person, can find a person by way of their photograph. So when you're looking at their, identifying their, their light, their light energy, what is that helping to show you about that person's energy? Like, you know, if you were to look at my photograph and you use the instrument, how does that help guide you have the conversation about where that person is in terms of their energy levels? Okay. Um, the various practitioners have been able to, in some way, uh, at least subjectively, um, measure a person's energy level. I try and stay away from that because um, I'm working with such a great number of people today. I try and stay away from gauging a person's immediate health or diagnosing. I don't diagnose. Okay. So what do I use this instrument for? I use this instrument to perform work functions without diagnosing. So well, I have what I call a universal program, a universal way of administering this energy so that I do not have to diagnose. I do not have to uh, uh, enter into consultation with one person at a time. Rather, it's a universal way of, of addressing health. It's a universal treatment. So with that in mind, these instruments can perform the, the function, if you will, of, say, breaking apart a microorganism, say, breaking apart a fungus or a bacterium. And I could do that on a wholesale level, that is, uh, on a universal level, regardless of who the person is. So I don't, per se, just, just target one person at a time. On any given day, I was in my laboratory just two hours ago. On any given day, I probably worked with probably close to a million people today. And wow. that's, a universal, that, yeah, that's a universal approach by way of a photograph. So when you, okay, so I'm, I'm putting my, my thinking cap on. So I'm reading a little bit about, well, I read a little bit about how this, the, the process works. And once you, you're able to see three unique signatures of light waves that come from the photograph that help you identify body, body mind, and spirit. Yes. And then through those, that's where you can figure out how to help navigate to increase yes. an individual's nutrients based on correct. the kind of light they're bringing in. Correct, correct. So in, in function, how does this work? 
Well, it's, it's like a computer to, to, to use something that you're so familiar with. Mm-hmm. A computer has to be programmed. Right. And the computer does what you tell it to do. Well, I have one scalar energy instrument that I can program, that I can instruct to break down microbes, germs. So one type of programming with an instrument can break apart, can release the molecular bonds of a virus or a bacterium. And I, I, it, I'm quite um, uh, uh, to the point that I could guarantee that process, that I have perfected that to the level that it is a process that is um, easily accomplished. How, how can I make such a statement? Because I control energy because I have this, this consummate control over a microbe using scalar energy, just as you have consummate control over a computer program um, because you understand how to use a computer. So my energy instrument allows me to command to control germs, microbes. That's one of the functions that I have perfected. Okay. So, and is that germs meaning, or is that just molecules or microbes that are generically in the air? So I'm thinking like I'm an educator, right? So when I go to school, we're always encouraged to, um, to take vitamin C, you know, drink the vitamin C and help yes. it to help prevent sickness. Is this part of what you're saying is that you can help us mitigate that and bring in new nutrients by by leveraging your instrument and leveraging the scalar energy that's in us already. That's correct. That's correct. So everybody possesses scalar energy. Scalar energy is is everywhere. It's omnipresent. And I simply tap into that matrix. I simply tap into that that existing uh, quantum energy field. So uh, another process, uh, and to, to elaborate on one you just mentioned, the instrument can be designed and programmed to create vitamin C in the body. Hmm. Now, how can I do that? I simply tell the instrument to, to uh, create the molecular formula, the molecular structure of vitamin C or any antioxidant or any phytochemical. So uh, one function of the instrument will break apart what is harmful, a toxin or a, a germ, a microbe, and Another function of the instrument would be to create, to assemble micronutrients, as you said, vitamin C, um, an antioxidant, an amino acid. Mm-hmm. But really as, as salient as this, doctor, that with an instrument, you can control nature. A scalar energy instrument allows me to have consummate control over germs, I can break them apart, or consummate control over, over micronutrients, I can create them, I can assemble them in the human body. Now, I do all of this remotely because I'm working with this quantum field, and I could work with anybody in the world, and I could send this this healing power to anybody in the world by virtue of their photograph. So that's the game changer that I'm looking at. We we no longer need a a clinic. We no longer need expensive instrumentation that we could work with people around the world by this energy field. And again, in synopsis, we can break apart a microbe or we can create nutrients inside the body. With the instrument that you're speaking about, is this something that I would need to have or it's something that you possess and then you use that? We would have a session and we would have a conversation about it and this is how you would send the information or is this something that I would need to purchase um, and then do a session with you in tandem? Yeah, everything I provide is a service, so I, I never sell any type of instrumentation. It's the laboratory is immense and it's very complicated. So, it's to the point that it's 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 only a service, and I don't foresee in the near future how I could ever um, um, bring this down to the level of the household uh, application. Right. But you know that that day will eventually come. So I only provide a service. So people will send me f- uh, photographs. And we will work with them. We will program the instrument and we we work with people seven days a week and many people see an improvement in their health. So they would either, do now do they meet with you in person seven days a week or is this a way in which they, how do they communicate with you? They they simply email us a photograph. People uh, upload a photograph on our website and we have it what we call our standardized sessions, and, and we explain that on the website. And if, if people want to ask questions, I'm always there to, to pick up the phone or answer 
an email throughout the day. But um, it is a standardized process, and this is what I like about it so much. It's it's something that I've perfected over the years, mm-hmm. and it works. And I never deviate from this this program, and and if you will, it, it, the fact that it works, and I never deviate at all from this program, I see great results. I I see people's health improve immeasurably. And when people's health improves, what does that mean for their productivity? How do you see those things going hand in hand yeah, together? Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. Whether it's whether it's at the workplace or you know your domestic environment or just your 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 social life, your romantic life, and when people are healthy, they're happy, and and their job performance is, is elevated. You know, mm-hmm. their 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 home life is 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 elevated. They they're happier. Obviously, they feel better. Um, you know, when, when you're sick, you, you just don't perform and you don't think clearly many times. So I've seen many people under our program, they've told me that they had a debilitating illness and now they're back at work. Now they've overcome this debilitating illness. And you think through the process, so I'm really interested about how you became a scholar in this area. You mentioned that you, you, followed and, and be researched with the, the founder or wanted to follow his work. Tell yes. me a little bit more about how this all came to be. Have you always been interested in science? Yes. Are you interested in mathematics or the chemistry? How did this formulate? Like you um, in my 20s and actually into my 30s, I, I presumed, uh, pursued an academic career and I tried to have a very broad education, if you will. I just didn't pinpoint on one subject. But uh, when when I came across this inventor, his name was Hieronymus, in my 30s, I said, I'm going to devote my career to this, and I have. And it's been all independent study. And why? Because it's groundbreaking. What I am doing is has never been accomplished before. At least I don't know anybody. I have no contemporary. So uh, you really need a classical education, and that's what I would really stress upon our audience. You, you, you've got to start somewhere, so get a broad-based education. And then if you find something that you like and you're willing to spend years at it with this private study, with this private research, as I have done for the past 30 years, then go ahead. Then, you know, all, all blessing to you. Um, I knew I had something. Um, my predecessor had uh, a, uh, the instrument patented. The United States government, even the Canadian government, recognized this energy and this instrumentation, what it could do. And sadly, he passed away, and I, I took the torch from him, so to speak, and I've been carrying on his work. His name was Galen Hieronymus. So, uh, if you will, this has all been, again, groundbreaking research. Um, I I will go out on a limb and say that scalar research, scalar light research is going to change the world in a, in a short period of time within the next five to 10 years because it can do so much because these instruments can be depended upon because these instruments can do, can perform a work function that we cannot readily achieve now. So it's the proof is in the pudding and, and my instruments will, will someday be recognized as the means to eradicate microorganisms from the body easily instead of having to use drugs or surgery. Why not use light uh, to be able to eradicate a microbe from the body? That's just one of the functions you can achieve with this instrument. So when you mentioned this is something that really important that you said, and I have talked about this uh, myself, and I, I call it the boomerang effect when you, I have, I have a classical education as well. My undergraduate degree is in communications and then I studied education. But what I found was even in that discovery piece of trying to figure out what it is I really wanted to do, I I kept boomeranging back to education. I don't have a, I, I mentioned this before, my, my background in technology has all been self-taught, much like yours. I've spent years developing my skill set and my expertise in yes. the technical field yes. because I kept going back. I kept finding interest in it and expanding it. And to be quite frank, I had energy around it. It lit me up on the inside. I found that when I'm working on it, I find right. I go into, you know, in, into a, a wormhole or whatnot, and I am excited and I'm, um, I light up. So how would you attest that a bit to 
the concept yeah. of scalar energy and how that can help some uh, some of our listeners begin to find their path. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's correct. Find your path. Um, obviously, you found your path in life. I found my path. I'm 60 years of age, and I love what I'm doing. And I was made for this. Okay, I, th This is my calling in life. This, this is more than my avocation. It's more than my passion. This is my calling in life. And it, it took a while. I, I, I had no idea as a teenager I was mm -hmm. going to assume this path. But like you, I kept my options open. And you have to do that. And you have to continue to learn. And sometimes you're going to be on a dead end. Don't worry about it. Turn around. Okay? You'll find your way. Mm -hmm. Not every day is, is, a, is a golden day. I've failed many times. The key is to keep learning and, and to keep seeking. And I think you've achieved that. And I, I believe I have achieved that because we keep going back how important education is, how important it is to find what you're called to do and to really to step into that responsibility. That's a, your responsibility in life. Well, I like what you said about that because much of what your work has been has been independent research. You have dug in and you've really taken the time to learn about it. You've also created research. I mean, you're a scholar in this area, writing your papers and presenting and being able to work with others. And that comes from not just the classical education, but what I often talk about is that just in time or that continuous life learning work that we have to do. Whenever we're looking to learn a new skill, it's likely we're not going to do it on the first try. We're going to fail several times. Correct. But if we keep moving and we learn from the failures, that's how we begin to become experts. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It, it is lifelong learning. And that shouldn't scare anybody. Um, every day I learn something. Every, every day is a day of opportunity. And if you have that goal, I have a goal, a daily goal, a weekly goal. Anyway, the long story short is you have to be engaged, and it has to be fun. Um, mm -hmm. I'll speak for myself. What I'm doing is fun. Sure, it's hard work, but still it's rewarding. It's fun. So please, if, if, if you have the opportunity and you're on that career path or on that path, that life path, find what you're good at and then concentrate on that. There is merit to this. There's incredible merit to this. And this, this is a life well lived. Agree with that. And I am impressed at all the research that you've been able to do over the years to bring this concept, the scalar energy to light. I'm very intrigued about the way how you're using the science to help bring back the energy and the nutrients. And especially as, you know, I think this resonates with me so deeply because as I've aged and I've grown and I realized that my body has changed and the world around me has changed, that importance of really feeling good and healthy is, is top of list for me. In my 20s, it was important, but not as important, right? We could rebound a lot faster than we can right. now. And in particular, after having two children, I don't rebound quite as quickly as I, as I used to. But when we come back from our break, I really want to dive in a little bit to the science of scalar energy and how you see that really changing our future. I want to talk a little bit about how we can use this to help assemble energy in a community where we can um, work together to really create change. And I would love to know more about your laboratory and how you have cultivated your research around scalar energy and what you use to help um, really come up with your findings and your research. So when we come back, we were going to have more with Tom talking about uh, the energy piece and digging into more about the science behind uh, how we're really going to elevate the nutrients through scalar energy. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. From face-to-face -face training to blended training techniques, the DOT Consulting delivers distinct advantage for organizations looking to grow. We help you invest in technology knowledge through training, 
experimental learning, and community connections. Employees create an overall collective sharpness, savviness, and greater productivity using technology as a tool, thus increasing the technological speed and quality of the expertise in your organization. The Dot Consulting, a new level of tech savvy. Visit thedotconsulting.co. The world needs more women with tech skills. At the Dottie Rose Foundation, we encourage, support, and educate girls who have an interest in technology and want to learn how it can be used to enhance their learning and future careers. Our camps demonstrate that most future career paths will benefit from developing a wide range of increasingly important technology and software skills. We accomplish this through mastering computational thinking, boosting self-confidence, and creating new possibilities for each girl. Visit DottieRoseFoundation.org. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Coding the Future with Dr. Sharon Jones. We invite you to connect with the show today by calling in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Sharon at the.consulting.co. Now, back to Coding the Future. Welcome back and welcome back to Tom for joining us again for the second half of our show to dig in a, a bit more about scalar energy. And before we left for the break, what I mentioned was I'd like to know more about the science behind scalar energy because you've spent uh, your career understanding this and you've talked a little bit about the mo- molecular energy and the energy of the sun and the stars. Is there a way to explain that to us a little bit about the science? And I know it's through the instrument. I know there's a help with that. But can you explain a little bit about how that light is helping to change the way we feel on the inside? Sure, sure. How how does scalar energy, scalar light, change the way we feel on the inside? Well, I believe as an information system that this is responsible for our brain waves for even our circadian rhythm, if you will. So as an information system, this energy is giving us um, not only the physical geometry of of our molecular forms, of our atomic forms, but I believe as an information system, this is responsible for the way we think, our emotions. I I believe this is really the the composite. This is the, the energy that composes our soul, our spiritual essence. So when I'm working with this energy, it's, it's non-physical, it's light, and it really has an interplay with the, the, the soul, mind, and body. And in so doing, I say that this energy, scalar light, is really the, the fundament of our spiritual, our mental, and our physical constitution. So what I'm saying in essence is that this is the life force energy, that this is the instructive energy that gives instructions to soul, mind, and body. This is it. This is what, what some people would call the, the essence of the universe or the mind of God. I firmly believe that. If you look at any information system, you, you obviously need this intelligence. You need this information. And then you have to say, how do you impart that information? What, what is the cause? What is the source of that information? Who does the programming of that information? Well, in this information system, it's from the sun and the stars, but ultimately it's from God. So this is the the divine instructions of the universe. That's what I'm working with. It's quite profound. Yeah, you know, I think a lot about that we don't think of as much about uh, how gravity affects us, how we are the only place right now in the universe that is focused around gravity and how that interacts with us. And you mentioned about circadian, uh, no, I don't think I said that right. Uh, the um, Circadian say, rhythm. Yes, yeah. there it is. Because I remember we, one of the things that I did when I was um, working on my master's degree, my second master's degree, you know, we like a lots of education, don't we, Tom? <laughs> but, yes, we do. <clears throat> excuse me. One of the things we talked a lot about was those rhythms of our brain and when we work and perform best and how important rest and giving our body time to recharge and really is so important and why we have, you know, the rhythm of the sun impacts the way in which we 
live. Like I am very impacted by that. You know, I am, I like a lot of sunlight. Yeah, yeah, good. Let, let, let me share this with you. And it's quite profound when I first discovered this. And other theorists have, have discovered this likewise. If you look at scale energy, it's a double helix. If you can imagine <clears throat> two corkscrews intertwined, it's a double helix. And if you look at that side by side with our DNA, a double helix scalar wave is the same ratio and proportion as our DNA. It's exact. It's identical. Mm -hmm. So I always con considered that a scalar wave, this double helix, is the cause of our DNA. And if that theory is correct, then scalar waves create our DNA. Scalar waves are responsible for genomic forms. Hence, scalar waves are responsible for creating and maintaining all genomic forms, all DNA. Meaning what? It's the life form. It's, it's the life molecule that, that we look at, DNA, and that is, is given the instructions from scalar energy. So scalar energy are the instructions for DNA. Quite profound. Yeah, that's really, that's very, very interesting. But you know what? The thing that I think is so interesting about it is it's just not something we've really ever had a conversation about it because... I, I guess you can't see it. You can't really see. It's kind of like the radioactive waves that happen when you turn on the microwave. Right. We talk right. about them, but you can't really see them. Is that something that you have found to be a hard, yes. one of the mountains to get over in, in working with your research? That's correct. It's the, it's the cause and effect um, relationship. I mean, people look at the effect. They look at the physical universe, but you have to say to yourself, what gave rise to that physical universe? Why? what's the information system? Where are the instructions come from? It's always light. Light is the fundament. Light is the first principle. And the end, I, what I call the caboose, are the physical forms. So it really is expedient to, to look at the cause, light, energy. And therefrom, we see the, the effect, which is the physical universe around us. I, you know, I know that's not very romantic for some people. They'd rather, they'd rather be titillated. Their senses would rather be titillated with some physical demonstration. But for me, it's just the opposite. I, I want to look at the, what causes that. I want to look at the, the very the mechanism that is responsible for the universe, not the end result. So in thinking about that, when you look at the photograph and you're able to really capitalize on the mind, the body, and the spirit, and help give some direction to a person to, when you're doing that, are you helping them walk through to really find their inner scalar energy? Yes, and we, we put forth literature in which we want people to participate in the healing. We want people to be, okay. to, to be part of that healing process. And everybody is a healer, whether you realize it or not. We are healing 24 hours a day. It's, it's normal. It's natural. And a lot of people just don't take stock of that. And a lot of people don't engage themselves. Well, every time, as you said, every time you sleep, that's restorative. It's, it's healing. Every time you take a drink of water, it's restorative. And if people would take a greater sense of awareness about their body, their mind, their soul, their, their lives would be immeasurably more enjoyable and much more meaningful. You know, we, we have to take a look as, as to why we're here, our spiritual, our mental, our physical constitution. What does this mean? And engage ourselves more to participate in our health. Mm, I like that a lot, participate in your health. We are quick to try to find a quick fix. And, and that, that, I mean, none of us are, uh, you know, escape from that piece because we, we all do it when we all have done it. Well, maybe you don't, Tom, as much, but I know that I have tried to find a quick fix, but I like this concept of participating in your health because if you have good health, then everything else seems to fall in place. And, and that, and you know, people right. often say you don't realize how important your health is until you don't yeah. have it. Yeah, here's, here's a factoid for you, doctor. We spend $4 trillion a year in the United States on health, $4 trillion. It's the biggest slice of pie that we spend. It, it, it exceeds that of defense. And you have to ask yourself, <clears throat> are we healthy? After expending $4 trillion on all Americans in the United States, is, is, that really, is that money being well spent? 
Are we really a healthy, vibrant nation? You know, there are other countries, other nations that enjoy a greater longevity than the United States of America. So there, there has to be, there's new solutions coming and there's, there's a way around this. There's a better way of living. But, you know, just consider $4 trillion is a lot of money to spend uh, uh, nationwide on our health. So that is, that's, that's something to consider as to how much effort we're putting in as a nation to feeling well, to wellness, to health. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a very, it's a huge industry and a lot of it comes down to you being the participant and following through with what you need to do in order to make yourself healthy. I want to ask you a question because I am curious to know. You, ha- you say you, ha- you have a laboratory. Is that lab? You have a working laboratory. Um, yes. What are some of the experiences that you have witnessed in that laboratory that have been really unique, have been exciting, have been really worried? It's really elevated what you're doing. Many times when, when there is a, uh, an electrical storm, a lightning storm, if you will, uh, my instrument starts to come alive. And my instrument will experience just small miniature lightning bolts. Now, why would that happen? Because, and I've always theorized that lightning really is scalar energy. It's not electromagnetic. And during a, a local thunderstorm, a lightning storm, the, the scalar energy given off by the lightning bolts will further empower my instrument. And my instrument then will become like a miniature lightning bolt, just emitting small, small artifacts, small lightning bolts itself, uh, autonomously. Or sometimes when I'm in the laboratory and the instrument is on, if I go to the adjacent room, some of the lights will be pulsing. So the, the energy hmm. can, can pervade my laboratory and the adjacent room so that the other light bulbs are partaking in this energy. And scalar energy is always a pulsation. So that the light bulbs will pulse at times. It's a pulsation. It's, it's fascinating. It's a different environment. Scalar energy is a different environment. It's a different paradigm. And hence, you have so many uh, uh, different uh, principles that it's guided by, and the results are, are so different from that of electromagnetic uh, behavior. How has it changed you? What has it, because I, I am interviewing Mr. Tom via Zoom, and I, he says that he is 60 years old, but if you were to look at him or you look on the website, you would not even believe that for a second. How has it changed your life, and how has it become the guiding principle for how you live and walk and show up? You know, if, if you look at scalar light, light is a fundament. Light, light is, a, is a guiding principle of the universe. And you have to give God a, a tremendous credit for creating this pure light, which a light that instructs everything in the universe. So you really have to give credence to God and, and the mastery of scalar light and what it means, this, this universal information system, scalar light. And then how does that translate in my life? Well, it, I see how light is, is so crucial to our, not only our health, but just our very survival. As I mentioned previously, I believe scalar light is, gives cause, gives rise to our DNA. So if that theory is correct, you know, eventually we'll be able to create um, and, and perfect our genetic structure with scalar light. Meaning what? We eventually will be able to overcome genetic dysfunction with scalar light. So it, it just offers it. It's, it the vista is incredible. And, and what this tool can do and what, what we can see uh, mankind achieving with this energy, this will eclipse electricity. This will eventually eclipse the computer. That's my prediction. Ooh, when you say that, what do you mean? What do you mean that it'll eclipse the computer? This is really now. Now I'm really, really, really interested. Not that I wasn't before. We, uh, as a, you're a computer engineer, and you see all of the benefits that we've derived from computer engineering, compu- the, what the computer is meant to mankind. I am saying scalar energy will have a greater impact upon mankind than that of the computer. Why? Because the computer is a tool. Whereas scalar energy is a principle of nature. <clears throat> and nature, the principle of nature, always overrides just a tool, just, just a human invention. 
So scalar energy someday will it, it will show itself to to be head over heels and will be the not only the energy of the future but really one of the great discoveries of all time. Um, and I'm sure it's going to change everybody's life immeasurably. So when you say that statement, which I'm really excited to hear, I mean, and that's it's a big statement, and you have worked with lots and lots of different people. How do you see this scaling and really fundamentally changing the way in which we interact with one another? Okay. How does it scale? It scales right now by people like yourself giving an audience to this, giving a platform to this. You don't have access to the, to the media, if you will. And, and we could scale it quickly if people weren't to embrace it. it imagine if you, well, uh, the computer industry 60, 70 years ago, it was non-existent. It was a theory and only a few people were working with computers, crude computers. But once people see the benefits, that's the key. Once people see the benefits of scalar energy, then they will demand it. You know, much like the computer industry. Once people could see what a computer could do, now it's a necessity. Now everybody has a computer. This is absolutely true. We all have a computer. And we not, not only that, but we've got, I often talk that, you know, for a while, the smartphone, the iPad, the iPod, all of those different things were, you know, seen as, you know, you didn't need that. You didn't, you didn't need this. You didn't need that. And now we can't really um, experience life without our iPhones, I think, at this point. Or even right. my children can't. Right. But I, you're exactly right. It's the acceptance. I, I've talked a little bit about... There is uh, the way that I have cycled my work is based on the principles of perceived ease of use and perceived um, usefulness. Mm -hmm. So as humans, we tend to put up a block if we don't perceive something to be easy to use. Right. And we also tend to not want to use it if we don't perceive it as useful. Right. And those are always the little mountains we have to overcome whenever we're learning anything new, a new skill, um, moving into a new career. When even when there's a life change, and thinking about um, personal, you know, personal use of, of products or information or systems, you know, we have to overcome that piece. And I think that's what you're saying here is that. This is not something that's been talked about on a regular basis, but it is a very, very powerful source of information and energy and science. How many, so if you could think about this, besides yourself, are there other people that are working to help you pioneer this information and how can we help you? Uh, you can help me by doing precisely what you're doing. And I, again, <laughs> okay. I thank you. I, I appreciate it. It's poorly understood. It's a poorly understood, it's esoteric. And this subject needs to be, to, to be in the hands of many people before it really takes off. So it's going to take some time and, and eventually it will be embraced. The, the problem that I see right now is the fact it's not taught at the university level. You, you won't find one textbook one college textbook on scalar energy. And we need to introduce this into academia. And we need to get engineers and researchers uh, following this, this topic. Nikola Tessa was the first man to develop a scalar energy instrument. Well, that was over 100 years ago. What's wrong? Why, why aren't we making progress? Well, on the dark side, there, there are forces that don't want us to succeed with this energy. This technology will change the, the military-industrial complex. This technology will change banking. It will change the way we communicate. This technology will eventually pr provide the world inexpensive energy. It will change the, the oil industry. And that's one of the impediments that I see now. It's a threat. <laughs> it's a threat. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And there's a lot of, there's always underlying information around that. What, if, if people are interested in learning more about your work and what you, they, what you do and would like to reach out to work with you, how do they do so? Yeah. Uh, the best way is through our website is, it is scalarlight.com, S-C-A-L-A-R, scalarlight.com. Um, again, we're, we're trying to uh, continue on with the work with Nikola Tessa and, and my mentor, Hieronymus. Um, it is a burgeoning field. It's an emerging uh, scientific discipline. And we see so much problem. 
promise in this. And, and eventually the world will see that this energy, this technology offers everybody in the world the ability to enhance their lifestyle. It's my, it's my prophecy that everybody in the world will benefit from this energy someday as, as the computer is benefiting so many people today. Eventually scalar energy will have that impact of the computer. Well, I love that. And I love um, your positive thought process. I love your commitment to what you're working on and believing in that. It makes me believe. And I think our listeners believe too. And the ultimate piece that I think is so reassuring about what you're saying is that if we can believe and remember that we start with ourselves and our inside, then, and we become participants in our health we could really see a difference and a change and recognize the power that light and energy have in creating our own drumbeat and rhythm for ourselves. Yeah, well put. Here's a, here's a point. Every time you have a thought, make it a positive thought. Every thought is a scalar wave. I'm going to repeat that. Every time you think, every thought you have is a scalar wave. Every emotion is a scalar wave. Well, why not have positive thoughts? Why not have a good emotion? Why not have uplifting thoughts? Why? Because those thoughts eventually become our physical reality. What starts with a thought, which is scalar energy, eventually will find its way into the world and become our physical reality and create the world that we have thought about. So our thinking does indeed eventually mean that what we think eventually does indeed become reality. Thinking is scalar energy in motion. Ooh, say that again. That was really good. Thinking is scalar energy in function. When you think, it's a scalar thought. And a scalar thought eventually becomes reality. Ooh, that really resonated. Because I think sometimes we can get lost in our own thoughts or our, in, our, in our brain about how we're doing things. I really liked what you said about every thought you have is a scalar wave. Thinking is scalar energy, is scalar um, waves in motion. And if we think positively, that's what becomes our reality versus, and you know, those statements are made by many other health, yes. what, what we want to call mainstream health experts that say, you know, when we think negatively, it has a negative effect on our health. Yes, it does. Um, and, and likewise, not only on our health, but on our DNA, uh, on our nervous system. So we, we really have to step into that, that reality. We have to realize positive thoughts uplift us and they have, will have a positive influence upon our DNA, which is what? Physical reality. I really, I really, I mean, this is, this is, this is what's hitting home to me, and especially when we're thinking about moving forward and, uh, you know, when you show up every day and you think about your career and you think about your personal life and you think about how you want to interact with your family and your colleagues and, and uh, friends, understanding your, yourself and thinking about positive thoughts is going to create a very different outcome and future for yourself. And that's where I really see this really changing the way in which we interact with one another is starting by thinking about a positive thought instead of saying, I can't do something. It's how can I do this? Yes, exactly. Exactly. I, I look at what I've accomplished over the past 30 years. I would have never thought I could have come this far. How did I do it? The grace of God and I never gave up. And, I, and you just keep at it day after day. I have daily goals. I have weekly goals. And when you have daily goals and weekly goals, you will accomplish a great deal. I would admonish everybody, try and have a goal, at least one or two goals every, every week. And because that, that automatically sets the tone. That automatically makes you strive for something. Mm -hmm. now, try and have a goal. If you have a daily goal, even better. And if you don't make it, don't, don't, don't beat yourself up. It's okay. There's some days I don't, I don't achieve my goal, but nonetheless, I, I have daily goals and I usually meet those daily goals. I, I'm very realistic about the goal. Right. And you're, you're working towards something. I, I, yes. We also like to have purpose. We want to have purpose and we want to have meaning. And that is a part of who we are, I believe, as human nature. You know, we want to yeah. wake up and feel as though we're doing something that is purposeful. I mean, 
as I've repeated that yeah. word a couple of times, but yeah, yeah. What, what, so, what, what some, some people might say the purpose driven life and uh, it does give great meaning to life and it gives you great satisfaction and uh, you know, just make your goals realistic, but it, it, you'll be surprised how quickly your day goes and how happy you are if you have goals and if you can work and strive to those goals on a, on a regular daily basis, I do. And I have a very productive day every day. Every day is mm -hmm. a productive day because I have purpose. And that purpose makes me happy. And it gives me that, that guidance that I need. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. So I, this has been amazing. It's changed my perception on how I think about myself, how I think about energy and where it's coming from and how, and how it's going to affect me as an individual as I move forward and, and show up in my life. I want to ask you again, just one more time, if you'll share with everybody where they can find out more information about you and how they could work with you. Sure. It is the website, www.scalarlight.com. That's spelled S-C-A-L-A-R. Visit the website and you'll find some really good information. And I believe you also offer an opportunity for a, a free call or a, a value. Is that correct? Yeah, it, that's correct. If you look at the top of the website, it says free trial. Anybody can submit their photograph and we'll work with you. We'll give you 15 days of free sessions. No questions asked. And again, our goal is, our overarching goal is to heal mankind. So most of the sessions we give away for free. That's unbelievable. And so I would encourage anybody who is seeking to understand their selves, their energy, and how that can help move you forward, I would I highly recommend you check out his site. And if you'd like to know more about the work that I do, um, working with young ladies, um, moving through and supporting them in the tech and computer science industry or helping school systems and corporations better understand tech and bring you to a new level of tech savvy, you can find out more about my work at the.consulting.co or my foundation at dottyrosefoundation.org. And both of those have information about the work that I'm doing, and I will share this information about Tom as well. And we thank you so much for your, for your, for your time today, Tom, and for sharing your expertise. And your energy has brought energy to me. I think we're re rebounding off of one another. Thank you. This has been really exciting. So thank you so much. Thank you all for joining us on another episode of Coding the Future. My action item for you today is to go and check out Tom's website, send in that picture, and get the ball rolling to find out your inner energy and how you can move yourself as we navigate the next few months of a very interesting time in our lives. Thank you again, Tom, and we'll see everybody on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to Coding the Future. Please join your host, Dr. Sharon Jones, for another edition next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk then.